Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Skyping's so funky <laughs> well it happened at one point i was 10 and then i was 20 and then i was 25 sitting on a stoop calling my best friend emily saying you know we did it we turned 25 and the sky hasn't fallen. Then I was 30. I was going through my Saturn returns. Everything is so difficult. Then I was 37, which felt like not 35, but also not that other one. And now I am 40. And thus, today's Small Doses episode is an age that I never saw. Like, I always say that I feel like I like lived to about like 32 in another life because I feel like up until 32, like I had pretty much like felt like, okay, yeah, I know how this goes. And after that, it was just like, it's, it's been a road. It's been a ride. And when it came to turning 40, we're also doing this in a pandemic So it's also like the world is just a completely different place than I could have even possibly predicted that it would be when I turned this age. But here we are. Here we are. And it is a beautiful time. I will say that I have seen 40 on some other folks and it wasn't a beautiful time, y'all. It wasn't a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. And not because like, oh, they didn't have money or, oh, they didn't have some great job, but because they were 40 and they were still trapped in this like quest to remain the ignorant 30 something year old because that innocence felt like bliss to them. But ultimately it was just willful ignorance at a certain point because you old enough now to know better and you're not choosing to do better. So we're going to talk about side effects of turning 40. And of course, I tell this all the time. This is my perspective. This is my experience. So everyone's is different. And I think it's it's everyone's journey. What I'd like to think that um, for those who aren't 40 yet, that th- th- this episode could maybe give you some, some things to think about in terms of setting your own goals or releasing yourself from certain expectations. And if you are 40 and over, then... Uh, you know, you're probably going to be in your car like, ah, girl, y'all, that's, mm-hmm. exactly. Because it is like walking through a door. It's literally like immediately things are different perspective wise. And I would say internally as well. So aside from the fact that, you know, your body feels a little different, your mind and your spirit and your soul do too. Let's talk about it.
So I would say like one of the first things that has come to my mind since turning 40 is this idea of mortality. And not just my mortality, but like my mom's mortality. It's like at this age, like when your parents pass away or they get sick, like it's not so shocking. It's not so like surprising. Like people are very much like, oh, okay. Um, that, you know, that's sad, like they get it, but they're also, it's like, yeah, this is kind of once things start cutting up, you know, I had a friend whose grandmother passed away and then she got mad because she felt like her friends didn't really like show her the compassion that she would have expected. And I think for what it's worth, like, it wasn't that we didn't have compassion for her, but I think we all were just like, but she was nine to six, which is very callous. And I'm not saying that was okay either, but I think there just becomes like this kind of unspoken acceptance with the fact that at this age, those who are older are possibly uh, running, their, their, their time is running out. And your mortality as a 40 year old, I think starts showing up because like your body starts showing up in different ways. Like I had to do this taping. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Cause when you see it, you're going to be like, that's what she was talking about. Ah! <laughs> but I had to do a flip in the taping and y'all, I sprained my ankle. This is five days into being 40. I sprained my ankle. How lame. <sighs> How lame. I was so mad. Five days into 40, I sprained my ankle. I didn't even sprain it doing the flip. I sprained it like doing a round off back handspring. And on the rebound, I rolled my ankle. It's still low key swollen right now. Like I was hobbling around. The first day I couldn't walk in it at all. Like Devon literally had to carry me from room to room. And I was like, no, this is not going to be what it is. So I iced it. I was like putting the ice in the ice, putting my foot in the ice bucket. I'm putting my foot in the, uh, in the whirlpool. My mom got me a foot bath. So I'm putting in that shit with the Epsom salt. I'm doing everything in my power to try and get this thing back in order and thinking to myself, now this would never happen at 39. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, like this is 40, like hilarious. This is 40. And I don't know. I feel like you just start developing shit. Like even in the last two years, like I've developed some weird reaction to wheat. Like if I eat too much wheat, like my stomach just starts acting up. It's not that I have like a, a whole gluten allergy, but my stomach is just like, eh, 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 watch yourself. Watch yourself. Like I used to be the cheese queen. I could eat cheese unstoppable, nothing, no problems. And now it's like I get, I break out, or um, it also not it will fuck my stomach, but not in like an in a um, uh, what's the word lactose intolerant type of way. It just is just like we don't want this. Like it'll give me it'll give me heartburn. And I'm like, no, but I do want this. I do want this. But your 40 year old body is like, no, no, you don't, no. And I caught a glimpse of my arm in a mirror the other day. And I don't necessarily feel like I have big arms, but like the way that the either the way the mirror looked or the way I looked at the mirror, I was like, God damn, that's a lot of meat on that arm. And I have no problem with anybody having any, like your body is your body. But for me, I was just like, that was surprising. I had not noticed that before. 40. So I think the mortality thing too, like I was talking to my mom the other day, I was like, you know, you're like, you're like going to die at some point. And just so you know, that's very morbid, but Grenadians are morbid. And my mom was like, yeah, well, you know, man, there's one thing you can count on is that I am going to die. And you're like, okay, so you did too much. Now you did too much. Yeah, you took it too much. But that 40 thing, it starts bringing you closer to the fact that like, you know, shit, 
is real. But I remember when my mom turned 40, it was a big fucking deal. Do y'all remember this when your parents turned 40? How it was like, oh, you're over the hill. Like it was like a whole thing. And I think part of that is because the life expectancy was different. Right? Like I feel like people be living to 80 casually now. Casual. I don't know what this fucking COVID, but I don't remember that being the case like when I was growing up. So I remember all these over the hill cards and it being just like this big fucking monumental moment. And then like 45 was also sometimes also monumental. It was like the second quinceanera. Like motherfuckers was really like taking it to the streets. And now 40 is like, it's, it's, it's big, but it ain't all of that. And I spent my 40, I was very fortunate to get to spend my 40 in Belize um, you know, there was a possibility, you know, if I was here, like, okay, what am I going to do? It's the COVID of it all. I don't want to be irresponsible, but I was really happy to get to spend it in Belize with my partner. And he like did a, a bunch of like cool stuff that really made the day special. And I don't think I had even put that much energy into thinking about it being special because we were already in Belize, but it was definitely appreciated. and. Considering that like a year earlier, I was with like trash of a person. Um, it just lets you know also what a difference a year makes. Okay. So wherever you are right now, just know that doesn't have to be where you are next year. Okay. Because you could be in your apartment crying over a nigga who just sent you a video of some people on YouTube saying you're a narcissist in response to you saying to him, you know, you went to Compton and you never came back. And so I think it's just best that we separate. So you could be doing that. Or a year later, you could be in Belize being woken up to go to a private breakfast with a Belizean brother who is serenading you with R&B hits and Stevie Wonder classics while you eat spaghetti and meatballs for breakfast because that's what you requested. It can all happen in a year. 365 days a year. And the next part of being 40 is that your fucking definitely diminish significantly. You just don't give as many. Um, and it's not about that you don't care about like your values and, you know, your ethics and stuff like that's what I'm talking about. You just don't care so much about the things that have plagued you for so long, like what other people think, uh, like, you know, meeting goals that were set based on things that have nothing to do with like your joy. You know, it's, it's, it's really just this mindset that shit that shifts where you just realize like, I got to just enjoy like being in this earth and anything that is going to get in the way of that, I need to not give a fuck about. And enjoying being on this earth is not about like hurting other people or being selfish or being inconsiderate. Cause I feel like sometimes people take like that and they run with it in the wrong direction. It's not about that. But what it is, is about not feeling like your pleasure and your desires and your security has to be attached to the meeting of others, pleasures, desires, and securities in a way that diminishes your own. It doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. I promise you it doesn't like, I mean, kids is one thing, but that's a different situation. But I think a lot of us get into this space where we feel like, okay, compromise, like that's what I got to do. And 
I don't want compromise to ever be conflated with evolution. Like sometimes you evolve, you become better at understanding something, you become better at understanding yourself. And that's not about like you compromising to get something. That's about you realizing that there's things about you that are in the way that we're actually compromising you getting to these places and spaces of peace that you want. And so when we talk about like your fucks being gone, it really means that like you stop giving a fuck about the shit that you can't control, or at least you do better about giving about a fuck about the shit that you can't control. You do better about giving a fuck about the things that actually do matter like in real time. And I'm not saying that it's like a perfect science, but woo, it is such a, it's such a relief. Like, I'll tell you, like I have the, like right now, currently the internet is on my head about some dumb shit. And I say dumb shit because it's once again, me being misquoted and misunderstood and people just like, I don't like her anyway. So let me run, let me run, let me Shikari. And I was just like, damn, I really don't care. I don't. Like, I'm not hurting anyone's feelings with these statements. I'm not, in, it's, I'm not intending to hurt anyone's feelings with these statements. I'm not harming anyone. But then you have people who will a- assign all of that, but you're like, but how and why? And they can't explain it to you. And so that lets you know, like, okay, no, this is something else that you're dealing with that isn't really about me. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to, I'm not going to, I'm just going to have to not give a fuck. I, I can't spare a fuck. I can't spare a square. I don't have a square to spare. If you understand that reference, kudos to you. Cause you're probably also 42. This other thing about turning 40 has been just like, so I was always the young person that was working in jobs with a lot of older people. And I know that that used to drive people batty. Um, especially like because I would make errors or, you know, I just kind of didn't take certain things seriously. And there was definitely, I remember when I worked at Sirius Satellite Radio, there was a woman there named Kathy Baruso. And Kathy Baruso was in accounting. And she used to basically just stick it to me because I had a hard time like getting in my invoices on time and also even just like getting them done. And she would never like be willing to work with me on it because of whatever reason. I think part of it is because I was young, part of it was because I was black, part of it was because I was gifted. Young, gifted, and black. Oh, what a joy that it would be. And I really like used to have to bump heads with her on a regular basis because she just wasn't having it. Now I think to now, and I'm like, would you be like that with a younger person? And you know, I, I definitely feel like sometimes it's just the carryover of the hazing that you went through that makes people be stank to the young people that come up under them. And it sucks because it's not that you're not right in, in like feeling those feelings and having frustrations that carry over, but it's not helpful and it doesn't even necessarily make you feel better. Like, I guess for some people, it may make them feel like, aha, I've got the elder stick now. The elder stick, the elder wand. Let's be real. I have got the elder wand now. And it's like, okay, yeah, but like, you could use your Patronus charm in so many more effective ways. You know what I mean? 
Like, I just want to be a better 40-year-old than I feel like other 40-year-olds were to me. But at the same time, my tolerance for young fuckery has diminished significantly. Like, there's just certain young shit that goes down that I'm just like, I like I don't have like the capacity to even take it in. I mean, let's talk about music. My partner can listen to all this rap, all this new rap. All, like, he's like, Amanda, like, you got to keep up with the young folks. I'm like, I really don't, though. Not that way. You know, I mean, I think the Internet does afford a certain level of like connectivity to young folks that wouldn't be the case before. But that also ends up working sometimes in the reverse, because I'll get young people that are talking to me fucking crazy. And these are people I would have never had access to. They would never have had access to me. We would never have been talking had there been another time. Like, but now because it's the Internet, they have the time to do this. And I just think it's it's something that you have to be like so aware of. Because there's no real, like, (laughs) there's no real rule book on manners and on maturity. I mean, I guess you could read Emily Post, but ultimately, like, there's a whole other world now with the internet that has its own version of what is acceptable. One thing I will say is that, you know, when I say I'm tired of young fuckery, it's like, I'm not putting up with young people talking to me motherfucking crazy. I'll have young people call me, first of all, there's a spectrum. Okay, so the talking to you crazy spectrum starts with you calling me bro. You know, calling me bro or ma or any kind of euphemism that that ain't got nothing to do with my name or my elderness. Okay, so we start there. Then we advance to talking to me like we are friends. And, you know, there's an age old black adage that says, I ain't your little friend. And I'm not, you know, and the Lil is important because you are Lil and I'm not Lil. I don't care if you're six, five and you're 22, you are Lil and I ain't Lil. And that's just that. I've been here. I've been on this earth. I've been on this rock for a fucking minute now. And I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to sit here and talk to you as if we are on the same page. Now we can sit here and talk with respect to each other. We can sit here and talk with, you know, like understanding, but, and I work with a lot of younger people than me. So that's not even the thing, but I'm also not going to be spoken to in a way that's like over familiar. And on these internets, particularly, and because of text, like, you know, we don't, we have tone issues. Like there's just, y'all are a different generation. Those of you who are like 35 and under, it's different. Because I'm a millennial and we were like kind of in the last batch of folks that like were communicating before like phone and text and instant messenger and things like that. So that's the thing. Now, I'm not saying I want folks to call me ma'am. You ain't gonna call me like ma'am, miss Steels, miss. No, but I also do feel like there's a boldness that takes place on these internets that gets attached to me. Also, because some people don't think I'm 40. You know, so they think that we're peers. And so they're talking to me like they would talk to their peer. But I'm also like, why are you talking to your peer like that? Yeah, because let me tell y'all. It's wild. It's wild. If I told y'all some of the emails I receive, it's just like, so you you wrote that and sent it and you can tell that it's a kid. That's the thing. You can tell it's a young person who's just like, 
try like like learn to curse word. You know what I'm saying? Like how young people like learn you learn a curse word and you trying to really just show that shit off or you learn some wild shit to say. So you just trying to wild out. I mean, they just be in my DMs talking all types of fucking nonsense. And I don't have the time for it anymore. I don't have time for I'm about to be that old person who's like, get off my lawn. Except I'd be like, get off my comments. Cause I just don't have the time for it anymore. I really mm, I don't. So I don't know about y'all, but in this 40s thing, I've just been feeling like more capable. Like I have more resources to achieve like what I want or even to identify what I want. Because that's the first step. And I think that's like plays a lot of people for like a lot of their life. You know, what do I want? So much of what we're doing for so much of this life is really just about sustaining and maintaining. Like, it's not necessarily with intention. It's not necessarily purposeful. It's just like, oh, I'm here, so I might as well. And I just feel like when I started approaching 40, like I started to see how things were lining up in different ways than they ever had before. And I don't know that they wouldn't have before, but I feel like maybe I wasn't in the mindset to even allow them to line up that way. And there's a certain peacefulness in this time and space of 40 that I feel like gives me a lot more patience to let things materialize than before. Whereas I felt like before I would be like a lot more antsy and anxious and maybe shoot myself in the foot about something or maybe not even see you know, what's coming my way before changing course and then missing the blessing. And so the forties, when I say it's more capable, it's like the awareness is just so astute and the thoughtfulness, I feel like of really trying to make sure that you are where you need to be is on another level. And so it's like, you feel like you can attack things that maybe didn't feel like you could attack them before. One largely in part, like, you know, yourself, a lot of people don't start therapy till they're 40. I think they should start significantly earlier, but a lot of people don't start therapy till around this age. And it's be, I think it's because up until this age, they feel like I'm all right. Like you see, I, you see what went down and I turned out okay. And I turned out okay. And I don't, I turned out okay. But as you start getting older, the, you're like, this feeling just isn't going away. I'm 40 and I'm still feeling the way I felt since I was eight. So did I turn out okay? And that's when you're also reassessing, like, well, what does okay mean? Like that you alive? That's a low bar, yo. That's a low bar. So it's like, what does it mean to be okay? And I think that's like, that's the jazz. Because okay is definitely not, you know, that you just, um, that you're doing, you know, you're living. Well, how about this? Okay does not mean that you have a big old house and you got this big old family, you got all this money, but you feel dead inside. So yeah, like if you came from the bottom and you got all those things, it's like, yo, kudos to you. But you're still not living in your full self. And also like, okay, as like a metric is also not much either. Because okay just literally means just, okay, you want to be great. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to be on some shit where you're like, I'm great. I 
I also think a side effect of being 40 is I had some salmon right before we recorded and I am fighting like, like acute onset itis right now. Like when I tell you, like I am having to like, like the people who are going to watch this episode on Patreon are going to be like, damn, her eyes got low. Like Donnie Simpson hosting video soul in 93. And they're not wrong because I am literally like folding into myself and I have to blame this on 40. A side effect of being 40 is, you know, spiked salmon. That's, I guess, because, woo, I am instantaneously like, well, I need to take a nap. Another side effect of being 40 is adult friendships. Adult friendships. Mmm, shit starts to get clearer. Then boundaries start to get clearer. Because at 40... Your friendships are not just about going to the club. You know, I feel like in my 20s, that was by and large, like the metric of my friendship. Like, are they consistently available to go out when it's time to go out? Yeah, at this point, that's not it. Because these friends are the friends who are going to help you get through like life changes. Okay. Hurdles and obstacles, blessings, all of these things. So you can't just have just anybody being around. You feel me? Like your friends are not just adornments anymore. They're not so transient anymore. And that shit is importante because let me tell you all, I have had to cut a few friends in the past year for various reasons. And I mentioned this on my Instagram but I, I I cut them because of various reasons. Like one person just like didn't show up for me. Like there were two opportunities where she, I needed her to show up for me and she didn't. But every time I show up for her, every time, you know, I had to cut a friend who had the opportunity to stick up for me in a situation and didn't. And I tried to get past it. I tried to tell myself like, it's not that deep. It's not important. But it was that deep because we, like I said, are at a point in our lives now where our friends have to be our tribe. Our friends have to be our core. So you can't have something weak. And I think it's real weak if somebody is your friend and they allow somebody to disrespect you, disregard you and be in their presence and not say that ain't cool you know, and not check them. Like to me, if I hear somebody talk shit about my friend, I'm not only addressing them, but then I'm calling my friend, like, let me tell you what, what I heard. Da, 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 da. And I've had situations too, where, and this is a similar situation that I was in with this other person where we have a mutual friend and the mutual does some weird shit to the friend. And then I've had situations where I've watched people do that and be like, Oh, well, I don't want to get in the middle. And it's like, so you're cool with, with your friend disrespecting your other friend, put me in the middle. Cause I don't want that. Cause guess what? If, if they're disrespecting that friend, it's only a matter of time till they're going to disrespect you. You better fucking believe it. And there's this weird, like social code where people say like, Oh, you know, that's their business. And it's like, it, if it's brought to me, it's my business now. And I'm looking at you like, no, you're not going to, I'm looking at both of y'all funny. I'm looking at the person who's doing the shady shit funny. And I'm looking at the person who's not checking them on their shady shit. Also funny. And 
you just end up losing folks, but you know what? You're not losing support. And I think that's the thing you have to remember. Like when people like that leave your life, you may be losing a key key. You know what I'm saying? You may be losing a key. You may be losing like a buddy to go to the movies with. But when it matters most, are they going to hold you down? And what is that for you? What matters most for you? It matters to me that when people are in a room where I'm being disparaged, that they will not allow that and that they also will protect me in sharing that with me. That matters to me. Some people don't give a fuck and some people aren't in that situation on a regular basis. But again, I can't stress it enough. You know, these people, these friends, these adult friends of yours, they are now going to be with you through crazy shit. Childbirth, you know, relationship stuff, death, moving, financial woes, financial prowess, you know, all the above. Okay. They're not just there for when you need to take a pregnancy test. And you're like, Oh my God, can you come with me? I mean, we've all done that. So you have to be mindful of the fact that like, you may have to let some people go in this space because if they're not maturing with you in terms of also just like how they look at you all as a friendship, it becomes like, well, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing if we're not on the same page of that? And, you know, you have people that act different when you get different things, whether it's like you get a man or maybe you had a child or you got some position or you got a house. Like, so you're not even going to have to do like a lot of physical lifting in terms of getting rid of folks or in terms of clarifying these adult friendships because they will define themselves by the adulting that's happening. Like literally the adulting that's taking place is what's going to end up being the shit that lets you know, like, oh, you cool, you cool, you at, but you cool. And I really feel like 40 has been an immense, like even the approach to 40 has been an immense game changer in that department because I've always like, oh, well, how can I save? How can I make this? How can I, how can we be? And my mom was like, no, Mm -mm. no, ultimately you have to make your decisions and be clear in them and stand in them. And at 40, you have to find the bravery to do that. And I think you got it. The bravery is, is Ravenclaw. It's not Gryffindor. And what I mean by that is Gryffindor bravery is it is fire hot. You know what I'm saying? It's coming from the gut. It is courage under fire. It is about just like going out there and swinging that wand around. By the way, second Harry Potter reference in the same episode. Okay. Okay. 10 points for Gryffindor. And that's what it's about. It's like, yo, we come into the fire where the army, like in Smart Funny and Black, they're rebel fam. You know what I'm saying? They're ready. We fight. Like they got it. But then there's also Ravenclaw, which is also fighters. But they're fighting in a more mental fashion where the, you know, they're considering the logic of the situation. They're more of the realists in that way. And I ended up getting a sorting hat uh, to sort me last year. And it found out like that I wasn't, not two years ago, that I wasn't Ravenclaw. I wasn't Gryffindor anymore. I was Ravenclaw. And I attest that to maturity. So by the time you get to 40, like the way that you're simply just dealing with people and, and situations starts to shift because you're just like, I don't even have the fucking energy to get into this with y'all motherfuckers. Literally, I don't even have the energy. 
Like, you know how some people say that, like, it's a quote? Like, I mean, like, it's like a cute little, like, I don't even have that energy, like, whatever. Like, I don't got the energy, I don't got that bandwidth, okay? No, at 40, you're like, no, I really, I don't have the energy. And again, I have to take a nap. So the other thing to remember about this whole turning 40 shit is that it's not 50. You feel me? You ain't 50 yet. And then 50 is like, shit, well, we ain't 60. You know, all of this shit is just aging. That's all it is. It's just aging. And I think it's really important when they be like, you know, but it's not about you're getting older, you're getting refined. That's real. That's real. Because look at all the things that we talked about today, like, is about refinement. You know, and really just like paring down things and and getting things into a space where you can really handle them so that they're not handling you. That takes time. That takes skill. That takes, you know, openness. That takes compassion. It's not just like a natural thing that people just know how to do. I mean, for the most part, I feel like it's been I have like people that are mentors without being mentors. Like I, I have friends that are older than me that I can call on and they're going to give me like really solid advice, like for real. So, you know, when we say 40 is not, is not 50. It's also, it's just to say that like you hear, you know, you hear, you're not as old as, even though you may think that that like means something and it doesn't, it doesn't. All that matters is like what you're doing while you're here and then you leave. And then it didn't even really matter anymore. Well, I guess it, no, it does matter. It does matter. It does. But there's so much pressure. And, you know, 40 is not only not 50, it feels like it can be like the new 30 at this point. I don't know what these 30-year-olds, Rebecca, I don't know what these 30-year-olds are going to do. Because it's just this world is so trifling. And 30s, the 30s are a time of... (laughs) I always say 30 is your 20s, but with money. Like you're, it's the same fuckery. You know, you just have money and you're, you're making decisions and you really feel like I'm a grown up now. I'm a grown ass woman now. You know, I feel like in your 30s, you're just like, everything is I'm a grown ass woman. I'm a grown ass woman. When I was a senior in high school, everything was, um, I'm a senior. I'm a senior. So I definitely like think it's it's <laughs> important to remain in perspective that you are just 40, whether it be like 41 or 42, whatever. These years are unique in their combination of like all these trains coming at the same time, wisdom, you know, like your sexual health and and uh uh, virility or vitality, etc. Your career, family. You think I thought last year that at forty I would be moving into a new house with with a boo? No, I did not. That seemed so improbable. It seemed like some whole other, like, I didn't even think, like, it wasn't even something that I was, like, wishing for because it wasn't even a possibility. It wasn't even a possibility. But there's so much more time. And I think ultimately that's what 40 is not 50 means, is that we really do have more time. 
And in that time, it's like, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I know for me, I have shifted my focus from like driving towards like career, career, career. And now more so doing my best to drive towards just like peacefulness. And what's wild is that it has advanced my career because in that piece, I stopped chasing shit that doesn't really serve me and detracting my energy from going towards what I do want. So I'm on 40 year olds out there. I see you. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we never, we never really thought we was going to, I don't know why I'm talking like a New Yorker. We never really thought we was going to make it to 40. I remember when I went to Bevy Smith's something under 30 dinner, and here I am, 40 years old. And it's, I can tell you, like, of all the things we talked about and all these different spaces and turning 40 and feeling like, all right, you know, this is the this is the one. This is the big thing. What what are you going to do now? I feel like that's how we got to close this episode out. Like, okay, well, we did side effects of being 30. You know, what side effects of 30s? Side effects of 40s is like, okay, so where, where, where do you see yourself at 50? And it's not about like, okay, I'm going to have this goal and that, 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 that. It's more so just like, and I think this is a sign of being 40. It's more so about spiritual and like your mind state and your vibration. Like at 50, I would like to still be this physically fit and sound. At 50, I would like to be a very established producer of television and film content, particularly around Black people and Black culture. And at 50, I would like to... Well, by 50, I would like to have written at least two other books and starred in Mo Better Wu, my musical about Wu-Tang records that I turned into jazz and I performed them as an old woman in the Stapleton Projects. And I just, it, that piece of work is so important to me and I'm so proud of it. And we got to perform it in New York in 2014 at the Kennedy center in 2018. And so like by 50, I hope that I will have performed it on the TV for y'all. Cause that's really like my goal. The last dose. So that's 40 y'all. I did it. I'm 40. I made it here. I don't know what song that is, but this is where we are. We're 40. We have met some goals. We've achieved ones we never even thought we would. And we are opening the door to seeing like, well, what is this new decade and time and space about? Where can I go from here? And knowing that like, you're not going to have all the answers, knowing that like things just, you know, may show up and, you know, enhancing your flexibility and willingness to take in certain things and your borders and rigidity to reject other things and identifying that in like real ways. Like I am way more embracing and open to new art and entertainment opportunities that will excite me. Whereas like I've become a lot more boundaries and rigid about doing work just for money or doing work just for the look. And 
I had a revelation about that where it was just like, I can only continue in this business if it's only going to be based on a joy space. Like I got a Marie Kondo every job. I want to know that joy is ingrained in the work I'm doing. And before that wasn't even the question. So like, those are two different ways, right? Where like, I found embracing flexibility as well as identifying like this, you need to be rigid about this. Same with like your love life. Like, okay, I think a lot of us who have been through a lot of traumatic bullshit with these dudes, like we are like very, very rigid about certain things that with the right dude being rigid doesn't help you. So you have to have a certain level of openness and flexibility to at the very least working with them to identify how to get around those things and not expecting them to be mind readers and also not expecting them to be better at getting to the bottom of that than you. So you have to still have that openness and flexibility. That's not compromise. That's not compromise, but openness and flexibility that says, you know what? I am willing to work with those who are working with me. At the same time as having a hard line and rigid boundary around those who are manipulating you, those who are energy draining you, and those who are really beneath your station. Because if you also get to this age and start thinking like, well, I guess I'm going to have to settle. I guess I'm just going to have to be with, you know, whoever likes me. And it's like, well, if you don't like them, then that's not working. If you're just with them because they like you, what are we really doing? What are we really doing? You know, because I don't want you to ever have to convince yourself to give head. I just don't. And I don't mean that in the sake of trying to get money for your college tuition or for trying to get somebody to just simply go to the movies with you. And you're like, you know what? They were really nice. So let me just give them the WAP. No. No, we're 40. And what we also know is that if we got here this long, dolo, we can still keep rocking dolo and be cool without having to forsake things about us and our preferences. And I mean, I'm not saying that you have to like, uh, listen, some of y'all have lists that are just absurd in terms of your preferences. And you do need to like be flexible and embracing about changing that. But there's also other things that just like are not going to serve you. So don't do it to yourself. So what I want everyone to know is that it's a work in progress, this life thing. And these birthdays, you know, we live in a society where they are definitely big about birthdays and whatnot. If you don't want to celebrate your birthday, you could, you don't got to do that either. But I know for me, it really is a milestone to make it around this earth every year and to have done so 40 times is bananas. And I hope to be here talking about side effects of turning 50. 10 years from now, from my spaceship. Star Bands Avenue, a podcast network.